This is the Comedy Reject Podcast with your host, Sterling Scott. Hey, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca where you can not only find the Comedy Reject Podcast but you can also find many other amazing programs sponsored by Scarborough's Finest. All right, let's begin the show. Oh my God, people, people, people. Remember when murder hornets was our biggest problem? Huh? Remember that? Remember when we had simpler times of worrying about Ebola and, and, and plagues that were dangerous yet controllable? What the, what the fuck is going on now? Another, like every week, every week it just seems to be another problem. Of course, you guys know what I'm referring to. Uh, not only the death of George Floyd, which we uh, talked about last week, but now this week. Um, we have another issue with in Toronto, in good old Canada, uh, with a woman who was allegedly thrown off the build off her balcony by police, and investigations are still going on with that as well. And um, it's just been a crazy week. Minnesota burned down. They burned a police. They burned a fucking police station down, like old school Rambo first blood. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's wild out there. Protests are going crazy right now. And a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, people who are on, on opposite sides. Some are being like, this is crazy. Can't believe this is happening. And others are like, I'm so happy that it's happening. And, uh, I can tell you right now, we are literally living through, uh, what is the history that will be taught for generations from now? We have 2020 is got to be one of the most wildest years I've ever seen in my entire experience in my life. We have the coronavirus. We have the recession. We had murder hornets. We have a rebellion. We have fucking, we have evolved aggressive rats we've got you know there's just so much going on right now like it's you know some people might be laughing at it but it's like damn it's i understand religious people who believe that we're going through like whatever they say in the bible for whatever plagues they're putting upon us because this shit is this shit is real this shit is real so first off let's get into uh what happened what's going on with all these protests uh First off, I'm happy that the protests are happening. Uh, do I care that they ended up rioting? No, I don't. I don't honestly care. I believe that if you shake a can of Coke and when you open it and it explodes, do you blame the Coke for exploding or do you blame the person who shook the can? Well, black people are that can. So if you want to be mad, find out who shook us. And that's who you should be talking to, not the people that are mad. Second of all, I've seen enough videos that I am convinced that it was not started by the protesters. In fact, I saw videos where the protesters who were wearing uh, orange and white shirts who were protesting, they it was a police officer who was dressed in all black with a black umbrella covering his face who started. I saw the video. So he's breaking all the windows and the protesters go over to him and, 
and tell him to stop. Then they start recording and following him and telling him to stop. One black guy actually says, hey, yo, this is not what we're here for. Uh, if you keep doing that, I'm going to have to fight you. And then the guy goes, yeah, whatever, let's fight. And the black guy goes, hold my blunt. That is how you know shit's about to be real. White people, if a black person tells another black person, hold my blunt, okay? That means that we not only want to whoop your ass, but we intend to whoop your ass and then go back to our recreational activities. That is not an ass whooping that you want to take because that person knows they go whoop your ass. So uh, (laughs) the police officer uh, dressed in all black then turns and walks away uh, as anybody should do when someone says, hold my blunt. And he then took down a board, a giant board from a like garbage can, like a garbage area. And that was what he used to burn and start the fires that happened at Target. So for anybody being like, why are you people looting and robbing in your own neighborhoods? First of all, shut the fuck up. Because if you're more mad at people burning down a fucking uh, police station than you are about the people in that police station murdering innocent black people, then you're part of the fucking problem. All right. But uh, uh, basically, that person started the fire at Target that incited and created the riot. And look, people, let's be honest. There's thousands of people that were out there. And how easy is it for people who have malintent to, under the guise of being a part of a protest, jump in and do malicious shit? The protest had nothing to do with uh, any kind of violence until shit got out of control. And then I started to see posts from other people um, who were there showing the videos of them being there and talking about having rubber bullets being shot at them. They arrested the black dude. Like, during a whole race, people talking about racism, protesting racism, the black reporter for CNN, while reporting live on CNN, was arrested for no reason other than being black, while the white news crew and the white cameraman was left untouched. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, he was report. he's in the middle of reporting a story to the world, and he gets arrested on national television, and that's not a big enough message to you guys, that why did you even arrest a reporter? Why? And why did you only arrest the black reporter, but then left all the white reporters? Like, it's like... At some point, you have to be willingly ignorant to not see that it has nothing to do with this, oh, not all cops are bad. It's that all these cops uh, think black people are bad and that they treat us as that and that they treat us as less than human. And as much as we would love to believe that these police officers who are, are supposed to uphold the law, they're still just human beings and they're flawed. And a lot of people have met and seen what I'm talking about because uh, when people when people tell me about the good police officers they know, it's because that police officer knows them. You know, Richard Pryor made this joke way back in the 60s. He said, white people don't believe that cops be killing black people because cops live in your neighborhood and you know them as, as, as Tim or Jim or Officer Timpson. But when we meet them, it's... Uh, get the fuck on the ground. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to shoot you. 
you know, the, 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 the relationships that we have with the police and the relationship that you would have with the police are completely due for two different things. And it's only not be it's only because the color of our skin, not because we've done anything wrong. And that's what people are finding hard to believe because their experience with police is in a positive light. But your experience with police is in a positive light because you're white. That's why your experience with police is in a positive uh, response. And that's what we're protesting against. Anti-blackness is because of the fact that simply the color of our skin is what has been deemed as evil and, and is the reason for our systematic racism and oppression. And that people are sick and tired of it. And so the fact that you're seeing a rebellion happen should be no big surprise at all. And what's really interesting is that uh, people who are like, oh, you're causing a divide. That's bullshit. The divide that's being that's causing things is racism. That's what's causing the divide. So when you see people say, oh, all you're doing is causing a divide, those are people that you need to pay attention to because those are people who are not really on uh, the side of anti-blackness. They just want to uh, appear that they are. They want to kind of, you know, look like they're they're down, but they're not. And there's people who've asked me, you know, private message me. Uh, one of my friends called me and he said, I guess it's... Uh, uh, what you call it? Um, call your best black friend day, because yes, a lot of black people. Uh, I know I'm not the only one that experienced it, because I'm seeing a lot of people messaging about it. A lot of black people were getting messages from our white friends saying, "What can we do?" Um, which uh, leave it up to Kenny Robinson, uh, the great godfather of black comedy in Canada. Kenny Robinson, uh, he said, for all the white women in my inbox. Asking me, what can they do? I tell you all the same thing. Blowjobs. Now, if you don't think that's funny, fuck you. That is hilarious. That is A-class comedy right there. But the truth of the matter is this. What can you do? You see, here's the thing. I was fortunate enough to be on TaylorMadeRadio.ca to uh, have a conversation uh, with uh, Taylor about this topic. And one of the things that resonated with a lot of people was... What can we do? And what we said was this. If there's something that you want to do, it's not to say anything to black people. What you need to do is to talk to the people in your family. Talk to your friends. Talk to your circle. Because that's where the racism is. Because I guarantee you, if you're a white person and you say to yourself, how can I help? Well, start from inside your own house. And I promise you, I promise you, it will not take you long to start to find the racism, the systematic oppression, the systematic racism, the prejudice, everything that we're talking about. It will not take you long if you start pulling on that thread within your own family and close friends for you to find somebody who is racist. It will not take you a long time. If you hear them say, I'm not racist, but if you hear them say, well, why did he resist? If you hear them say things like, well, how come they're looting? If you hear stuff like those little little trigger words, anybody who is deniers of what's going on, they're typically people who assist in what these problems are now. And so do that. Start there. Start within your own home. 
Because I promise you, if you want to know how frustrating it is to fight racism, start in your own house. And once you start talking to these people in your own family, your own blood, and you start to see that hatred and that anger start boiling up inside of them as they're getting aggravated over the fact that we're asking you to stop killing innocent black people. Like, that's the bottom line. Stop killing innocent black people. That's what we're out there asking you to do. And watch the anger and hatred that boils up inside of them. And you will start to see what it is that we deal with on a daily basis. Because we don't only deal with racism with the police. We deal with racism when we go to uh, every store. And here's the thing. George Floyd literally died for something that I, myself, personally went through. A lot of you have seen that, uh, uh, not a lot of you, but some of you may know that uh, I was on the news because I went to a check cashing place to check a cash a check, and I dealt with racism where the person, you know, took my check, threw it at me, called the cops on me, claimed I was trying to cash a, a fake check, which I wasn't. And police came for me, but I left because I knew I'm not staying around with no police. Not because I'm guilty of anything, but because I know exactly how police are. When they deal with you as a black person, it's they beat you up first, take you to jail second, and then ask questions later. So I left and George Floyd died because they called the cops on him because they suspected that he was trying that he had a fake $20 bill. So he was murdered because they thought he had a fake $20 bill. That hits home to me, man. That could have been me. And I can tell you guys right now, I already made this as a post, but it's the truth. I will not allow your hatred to make me another hashtag. I got babies. Fuck that shit. And so that's why when I see the rioting, that's when I see the protesting, that's why when I see the streets clogged up, I'm all for it because I could have been George Floyd, you know? It's hard to make a podcast funny with all the things going on right now, you know? I know the Comedy Reject is uh, supposed to be a comedy podcast and that you come here for your escape, but goddamn, it is crazy out there. I mean, it was hard enough when we were just talking about Corona. And let's talk about something positive with Corona, and that's the cases in Alberta. Cases in Alberta have uh, dropped. So for those of you who know, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, and we are only at 67 active cases as of today, which is uh, May 30th. So 67 cases. That's... Hey, Edmonton, Edmonton, I got to that's me giving you a round of applause. 67 cases is excellent. And for those of you who don't know, the population of Edmonton is 888,000 people. So out of 888,000 people, we only got 67. You know what I mean? That's a that's a that's a really good number. That's a good odds. That's just a really shitty house party that you got to avoid here in Edmonton to not get COVID-19 which is excellent. Uh, The rest of the country, uh, we're at 89,743 confirmed cases as of today. Uh, 
Calgary, 461 active cases. Jeez, Calgary. What are you doing down there? Wash your hands, man. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, so we're doing good here in Edmonton. So if any protests are happening, uh, pretty good odds are that those 67 people are not going to show up to the <laughs> to the march. Because um, I know that they're talking about uh, protests that they want to have in Calgary for the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll see how that goes and transpires. I hope that it does happen. Um, but, yeah, coronavirus is down. In uh, in Edmonton, people, we're we're almost out. We're almost out. We only had uh, thirteen new recorded cases uh, over the week, which is fantastic. So keep doing your thing. Keep doing it, man. Just the three steps: maintain social distancing. If you cannot maintain social distancing, make sure that you wear a mask. A mask does not prevent you from get, receiving the disease, but what it does is it prevents you through the spittle in your mouth to spread uh, your chance of having the virus uh, if you're asymptomatic or whatever uh, to other people over a big range. And uh, wash your hands and don't touch your face. So just keep it up, people. Just keep it up, and uh, we'll be out of this out of the woods soon. And uh, hopefully everything will be... You know, well, it's not going to be normal. That's for damn sure. It's going to be the new normal, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> whatever the hell that means. And uh, I know I said that this was supposed to be a video podcast as well as an audio podcast. And if you're looking for the video for it and there is none, here's why. I am my own boss, okay? And I am my only employee, now, as a boss, I am very laid back, and I believe in my employees in getting the job done. And as an employee, I'm a piece of shit, okay? I'm a terrible fucking employee. I, I, I hate my boss. I sleep in on the job, and uh, one day he's going to find out, and he's going to fire me. But until then, fuck that guy. So because of that, the video element of the podcast i was supposed to have an interview with a very interesting uh person that i had to reschedule and i didn't want to do the video podcast on my loan on my lonesome because i'll be honest i just didn't want to put pants on i am doing this podcast for you guys right now sans pantalon sans pantalon no pants Dick swinging, telling fucking podcast stories. And that's why I didn't put it on video because I feel like you guys wouldn't get the message of how serious the George Floyd and Regis uh, situation is if my flaccid dick was flopping from side to side as I'm telling you guys how I feel about racism. I just don't think that you guys would think it was... Uh, you would have got the message. So I decided to just do it as a uh, audio and uh, next week. All right. Next week, uh, I'm going to make sure I have a video podcast. OK, so look out for that because the studio that I was building in my house is completely finished. And I'm excited to show you guys that I want to make sure you guys see that 
One Night Only Entertainment Studios will be cranking out a lot more content and a lot more videos. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hold on, let me just see if I've messed anything up. Nope, okay, good. I was a little nervous there, people. I was um, picking up my uh, Zoom H4 recorder and I ended up pressing something and I was a little nervous that I had messed up the entire podcast and I would have hated that because I don't want to do this again. But anyways, other things that are happening in the world today, I swear to God, it's like a goddamn movie out there. Cannibal rats, people. We went from murder hornets to cannibal rats. What the fuck is up with the first names that they give these these give these things? Murder hornets? And it's like, oh, that didn't scare you? Cannibalistic rats. Here's the thing. The CDC warns against hungry, aggressive city vermin. Okay? The situation, this is straight off of the newspaper, okay? This is from uh, Global News. It says, the situation is so dire for our long-tailed nemesis that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has issued a warning that people may see unusual or aggressive rodent behavior. Let me tell you guys something about rats. They're already unusual and aggressive as they are. I used to live in... um, in Scarborough, Ontario, in a house. And in the summertime, uh, rats would stay outside. But in the wintertime, it would get cold. And then if you had rats out in your neighborhood, like from uh, convenience stores or grocery stores, anywhere where there's lots of food located, rats would accumulate there. And the scariest and most disgusting thing you can ever have to deal with is listening to rats chew through the wall yeah rats can chew through concrete through uh they chew they would chew through the walls uh to get inside in the winter time and there's nothing you could do as you're just listening to this can you imagine that feeling sitting in your living room watching tv and you can hear the crunching through the walls because they're outside so there's nothing you could do to stop them And you just have to sit there waiting, knowing that there's a fucking rat that can eat through a fucking wall is going to be living inside of your house. And you just have to wait on that guy to come inside and then try to set a trap and catch him. And the crazy thing about rats are they, if you catch them in a trap once, you ain't going to catch them in it twice. I used to put the glue traps down, and I put the glue traps down and caught a rat. I was like, fuck yeah. Took that rat, threw him outside, okay? The second time, I tried to chase another rat. Because, by the way, if you see one rat, there's not just one, all right? So the next rat I saw, I'm chasing it, and I'm trying to catch it to, to not trying to catch it, but trying to force it towards the glue trap. Let me tell you something. This thing ran straight towards that glue trap and at the last second fucking leaped clear over it like a long jumper jumps over the pit, jumped over the glue trap, skidded like a fucking superhero under the vent and disappeared just like that. These fucking rats are now more aggressive like that's that thing when it was in its heyday in its good times 
things were fine. And now they're going to be unusual or aggressive. Jesus Christ, people. I don't know what's next. You know what I'm saying? I didn't expect the murder hornets to come through. And now we have to deal with uh, even more unusual and aggressive rats. Thank God in Edmonton, if you guys didn't know, Edmonton is, I don't know if it still is, but it was for the longest time. Edmonton is the largest landmass, or is it Alberta? The largest landmass in Canada that has no rats. We have mice, but not rats. There's a difference. Mice are those little squeaky things that, you know, run around and, and eat cheese. And rats are the motherfuckers that uh, move into your house and steal your cat and eat it. It's fucking crazy. I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, mice get eaten by cats. Rats eat cats. That's how, <laughs> that's how you're going to figure out the difference between the two of them. But yes, people... If you're going to the big city or you're from a big city, fucking be on the lookout for unusual and aggressive rodent behavior because that shit is real, man. I don't even want to have to deal with that rat, man. That, that, that's, that's scary. I don't want to. Have you ever seen in the face of one of these fuckers? You know, you know what I think is an unusual and large rat when i think about that has anybody ever watched the princess bride in the first of all princess bride uh one of the greatest uh, movies of all time in fact if you don't like the princess bride i don't fucking trust you because that movie for its time was flawless okay it's a fucking beautiful movie and i absolutely loved it but in that movie there's a scene where uh, they're in the fire swamps where Wesley and Buttercup, what a fucking talk about a white name. Uh, Wesley and Buttercup are in the fire swamp. And she goes, what about the unusually uh, rats of unusual size? And he goes, I don't believe in them. And then a fucking rat the size of a goddamn toddler jumps on him and he has to kill it. I wa- That's what I think of. When I think of unusual and aggressive rodents, because like, what if they end up getting that big? What are we gonna do then? What if it gets big enough to eat your little, your 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 the little puppy that you have in your purse? What then? I tell you what would happen then. If little rats ever got big enough to kill cute dogs, there would be way more action towards that than there would be towards uh, people uh, when cops kill black people. <laughs> <laughs> man i saw a post from one uh one of uh the black comedians and uh they said just black people just black people uh can you tell me as a black person how many of you have had a gun pointed at you by a police officer and that really sank into me because i don't know if you guys know uh i've been beaten up by cops i've been robbed by cops I'll tell all those stories later, but I've had at least, at least, and I'm saying on the low side, six times I've had a gun pulled on me by a police officer, and it really started to really shake and resonate with me when it's like, oh, that's just a normal thing for me, whereas other people are like, oh my God, are you crazy? Like, cops pulling guns on you, and you're unarmed, and you never did anything? Yeah. 
And I know some people are like, well, why would they pull a gun on you? Let me show you how e- – I'm going to tell you a story of how easily I had a gun pulled on me. All right? One off the top of my head. I was driving home from the club, and uh, it was me and two other people in the car. And uh, my friend in the back and this girl was sitting uh, next to me, uh, a friend of mine sitting beside me. And the cops uh, blocked the front of the road in front of me. And then uh, I stopped, obviously, because I'm like, okay, why are they blocking the road? And then from behind me, two more cop cars showed up and had their lights on. And then all I hear from the cop car is pull the car over, turn off the ignition, roll down the windows, throw the keys out the window. So I comply and I, you know, to pull the car over to the curb, ruled on the window, take off the ignition and to put the keys out the window. Then they say, now slowly step out the vehicle. So now all of us get out the vehicle, and when I get out the vehicle, I met with six police officers with shotguns. And they rush over to me, they take me, two with the shotguns on me, two of them put me on the ground, they handcuff me while they have the shotguns on me, and then drag me to the side of the street. They drag me to the side of the street, and they put me on the street, and two police officers stand over me with shotguns. Then four police officers with guns go through my car, guns drawn, go through the car like they're looking for something or someone, okay? After they're finished, do you know what they said to me? The reason why we pulled you over was because we believed you were doing 55 in a 50. Now, for any white people listening to this story, if that's what's happened to you for doing 55 in a 50, then I guess my story is not about racism. But if it sounds like it's a fucking crazy thing that happened and doesn't make any sense, well, that's what racism is. A crazy thing that doesn't make any sense. So, for all of my listeners, please, let's do our best to put this shit to an end. And with that, I don't even think I can end it on a better fucking note. I'll see you guys next week. And uh, stay safe out there. Maintain social distancing. Try not to get yourselves in trouble. And uh, stay away from the violence, people. I love you and I want to see you all be safe. This has been the Comedy Reject Podcast. I'm fucking out of here.